bunch of my friends. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. My name is Warren. I will be your host this evening. So typically what we do, we're going to go in a round circle, talk about what we're drinking or sipping on and obviously what we've been watching also would be pretty cool. And tonight we're going to be bringing you our feature episode of Get Out by the brand new directorial debut of Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. Arguably one of my most anticipated films that I wanted to watch since I heard he was doing anything else. And Key and Peele is no longer a show. I think the last thing that they actually made together was Keanu. Um, but even Key and Michael Key I is think in after a show they did that movie, actually, they, uh, they did another, like, Barack Obama segment for oh, his really? leaving office. So that was the last thing they did. I, I gotta find that. But Key and Michael Key was um, in another uh, awesome movie. I actually haven't seen it yet because it was, like, a kind of indie film. Predator? Um, no, no. What? He, he's he's, gonna, be, he's gonna be a predator. That's not shut up. <laughs> uh, but it was called Don't Think Twice. It's about mm. like a, a acting in um, oh, yeah. a uh, sort of improv movie. I thought it was I thought it was so. I heard that movie was like phenomenal. I think at one point it had like a ninety seven or something like that in Rotten Tomatoes or something something crazy. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so that's gonna be a feature episode. But before we get into all the nitty gritty, let's go a bit of round table. I'm gonna start with the person that everyone hates. Mike, how's it going, man? I can't believe you guys invited me back. Yeah, we didn't. New night, just, new me. No, you're just here. <laughs> you were here the entire week. We couldn't get you out of our house. So, <coughs> yikes. What's happening, you guys? What you, what you sipping on? So, uh, right now, currently, I just had some leftovers from that battle axe from last time. Uh, but I want to give a shout out. I had a, uh, a uh, notched Saison a little earlier in the day. Ooh. That was... How, how, how early are we talking, Mike? It, it was like only, you know, it was the afternoon. <laughs> we were post Meridian. No, it was like two. I was hanging out with a buddy playing uh, Gears of War. Uh, we haven't oh, played through that. One? It was four. We haven't played this through the single player. We're, we're working on it together. That's um, uh, Yeah. No, I was joking. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, so obviously playing video games, you gotta you gotta have a beer. Um, and it was it was really good. It was very light. Uh, a little bit lighter than maybe winter style beer for New England, but. It went down real well with yeah. killing some locusts. It was great. Nice. I love gears. They're called the swarm now. I know. Well, I was going to spoil it. We were realistically fighting through the DBs still. Oh, okay. We, we can talk later yeah. about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess what I've been watching um, is I started watching this show called Beastmaster, or Ultimate Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. It's uh, hosted by, well, so it's presented by Sylvester Stallone. And it's hosted in America by Terry Crews and Carissa Thompson. So first of all, 
Anything Terry Crews does is magic. Is amazing. He's the best. He was. He literally just like flexes his pecs like while doing announcing calls. Like, he's like that move is dope, and then just like kind of flexes with it. Uh, the reason I checked it out is I'm a really big fan of a show called American Ninja Warrior, and then its predecessor uh, Sasuke uh, in Japan. Um, and I just love those stupid athletic challenges. I'm not very athletic myself. What's the name of that show in Japan? Sosuke? Yeah. Hmm. It's the original version of like what that is. Um, the I think the show by itself, I've only watched a little bit of it, and like there's a full season out. Um, it seems pretty cool. It seems more gimmicky than maybe American Ninja Warrior is, at least when it started. Um, I think that one of the real reasons that I really wanted to spotlight it is because it's like this evolution of Netflix that now they're doing other stuff. Like, they've done dramas, they've done comedies, they've done stand-up specials, and now they're doing, like, athletic competitions. It's just, it's, I love to see a brand really just expand into new territories. Because it's, as a consumer, only good for us. And so far, I've liked what I've seen, so. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of stuff on Netflix. I think we talked about that Maybe the last time I was on here. Yeah, I pretty. I think. I, I, let's go on record and say that Netflix and Marvel. Who's the other big one? Hulu. No, it's something we always go back to. Netflix and Marvel are not paying us. They can. I love it if I they mean, did. HBO's doing a pretty good job. Yo, and HBO, and HBO. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Netflix, oh, Marvel, man. and HBO. Like so they're not paying us for any of this. Not yet. But I feel like half our episodes come back to it. I think <laughs> yeah. that we should make the distinction that they're not a corporate sponsor. <laughs> we just really like their content. Not yet. So not yet. HBO, uh, Game of Thrones is coming back. So In like four months. Hey. It's coming back one of the winter. <laughs> winter is still coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna come all over the place. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> uh, hey, and uh, coming back, we have... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Josh, how's it going, man? Good. good. I haven't seen you in about a couple years. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate, but uh, it's felt like years. <laughs> what you what you sipping on? Uh, I've got some arrogant bastard ale. Mm. And I mean, that's, that's for obvious reasons. No, it's an ale. <laughs> I know. Imperial ale? No, Imperial. You'd say the IPA. What does IPA stand for? India Pale Ale. Mm, okay. So is that an IPA? No, it would say IPA. This is ale. Ale is different from an IPA. It's is straight it? up. But like, yes. <laughs> an ale is an IPA. It's a specific type. Boring. Go back to the bridge you crawled out <laughs> under, you <laughs> freaking troll. <laughs> Fine. So you're drinking the Aryan Basket. I actually like that design a lot because that's a troll looking thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, look at that. Guy. That's what I was looking at. I was like, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I heard that's actually really good. It's pretty popular. It's actually pretty uh, trolling all over because they have a little sticker here that says, uh, not at all new and definitely not uh, cannot be improved. I like so, it. But I they, like they, they put new and improved in the, the big letters. So I like, I like them a lot already. Yeah. Which you been watching? You know what? Actually, this uh, week or so, I've been all over the place. I went back through and watched all Stranger Things again. Nice. It was great. All over again. Are you prepping? Prepping for the second season? When is the second season? Uh, Have they said Halloween. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Um, no, I just, I was in the mood to watch it. So I went through it again. Nice. Uh, I started a couple of the new HBO shows, um, like Crashing. 
and what was the other one? Big Little Lies. Yeah. Those two I'm actually not super impressed with. Crashing's just not my style, because um, it's like literally watching a train wreck, and I feel too much secondhand embarrassment for these characters, so I, ca I can't get into it. Um, but I did start watching from the last time when Blewett was talking about it, is This Is Us. Oh. Got him! Oh, no. It's, it's very, very good. Yeah. It's just really sappy. Like where, so, where Some moments at? are too sappy. Uh, I think like episode 9 or 10. It's it's weird. It's like I, You're not the first person that I've gotten. Uh, I can't even take credit. Megan got me into this. Yeah. And so her, Megan with 16 E's. Yeah. yeah, her tree is just growing because I no, I seriously like you're not the first guy that I'm like honestly check it out and they're just like I went through like six episodes yesterday. <laughs> now, yeah, that was that's how it went. It's like I started watching it. And I was like, eh, maybe I'll give it a shot because I I don't have anything else to do today. And then I blew through like six or seven episodes and I was like, this is a little too sappy at some points and it's a little to, too. To be fair, for an NBC show, I think. It could be way sappier, and I think that it it's done. So one of the episodes, you get to the episode where no spoilers. The father moves in. Yeah. Okay. It's like way early, earlier. early. Yeah, yeah. Did you go for the one where he's walking around the neighborhood? No spoilers. Yeah. All right, that maybe understand the concept of like a microaggression more than anything else I've ever seen in my entire life. I already understood microaggressions, no, I, but uh, I get what you're I, saying. I thought, yeah, for me, I thought, I was like, I really don't understand, I, like, I don't understand why it's, like, effective on someone's life, and mm -hmm. that, for some reason that, so there's two black characters that live in a predominantly white neighborhood. One that used to play in Mr. Robot, and the other one that plays in The People vs. OJ. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, and literally, like, it, it remarked on that ex that particular experience in a way that I've never seen portrayed before, and they do it in a well, that, very they, well... Later in that episode, too, they also talk more about it, and just, like, his... Yeah. We, I, even though I grew up in a white neighborhood, and I still have the black experience, and, like, the, a lot of the episodes are really good social commentary, and, so and, it's like... And again, it's, it's something that, like, I, I hadn't really seen so well explained... And it's coming from an NBC show, which is like, I don't expect to get anything from that, you yeah. know? And it's, it's pleasantly surprising. Yeah, it's pretty I solid. May, I think I may try to start watching that show. It's good, it's, it's good. I, and I really like the way the whole, all the storylines are interwoven together. Like, they don't seem like they fit together at first, and then they start to make some more yeah. sense. Well, without spoiling, because that part's amazing. Yeah, the the right. only reason I got... So our friend Megan uh, was 16, 17? Is it 23? 20, 20, 26. 20, 26 <laughs> uh, so uh, she she like recommended to me, because I really like Lifetime Original, and the first couple episodes, they're well done, but they feel like Lifetime Original movies. And that... You love Lifetime. Oh, oh, yeah, that, that that is, say you really like. You that's, love it's so That's good. exactly how I felt. I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, now I know I blew it. It's like Lifetime. Yeah. But but it's funny, because after you get, like, the third or fourth, they start to actually become, like, really well... They actually become pretty good. Yeah. It's 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 mind-blowing, but it's... Good call me in. And the, uh, the last thing I want to mention that I did just watch was something that Netflix released. Uh, Netflix put out a Trevor, Trevor Noah comedy special. Oh, cool. It was great. 
It's oh, fucking it's, awesome. Is it pre or post um, Daily Show? Uh, it is. Do we know? Well, it's not post. He's still on the Daily Show. So yeah, it is. actually taking over. Yeah, it's just after. It, it must have been like January ish, December January, because Trump was already elected. So he mentions that mm. in oh. the special. So it's like brand new Netflix produced. Unless it. he can see the future, do we know that for sure? I mean, we don't know. He might. His name is Noah, mm. and I'm pretty sure in the Bible Noah can see the future. Warren Warren's onto something. Everybody's gonna be like, the fuck are you talking about? Boys told us. Let's move on from the blasphemy. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, uh, my main man, my best friend in the whole wide world. Oh, thank you. Oh, wow. Well, I'll introduce myself. Bradley, what's up, man? What's up? How's it going? Good. What you sipping on? I'm I know exactly what you're sipping on. On this wine called Epica. It's from Chile. Uh, and. It is a very nice, smooth red. Yeah, it is. It's got really nice hints of cherry and dark chocolate. Yeah, how would you describe the body of it? Um, the body, I call it very supple. <laughs> I don't know how to describe a wine body. I like it. I would say it's likable. I would definitely Normally it's light, this. medium, you know. Heavy, I'd say it's a medium. I'd say it's a medium. If you're going by light, medium, heavy, I'd say it's a medium. So, um, if anybody that follows the podcast may know, we like comic books here. And I like comic books a lot. So, I was checking out a couple of comic book TV shows. Um, one is Legion. Oh, yeah. So, what was I say? I forgot to start watching this. Yeah. Uh, and I've watched the first three episodes of Legion. And uh, this is made by the same person that makes what I consider to be the best TV show being made right now, which is Fargo. Mm. And, mm. Um, and I, it is a slow burn, but I am really enjoying what they have. Uh, Dan Stevens, as David Hallard, is amazing. Um, he's, doing, he's definitely different from Mr. Crawley from, um, oh, what was that PBS show? I forget it. But it was all about the British people in the big house. Hmm. So um, he is amazing in his uh, character. Uh, there's um, there's one uh, Downton Abbey. Yeah. yeah, sorry. There's uh, one actress, Rachel Keller. Keller. She plays a character named Sid Barrett, which I find is kind of humorous for a TV show about uh, mental illness and special powers. And um, Aubrey Plaza, holy shit. She's awesome. Uh, she is amazing. I've always thought she's amazing ever since the first time I saw her. Uh, and she always has like a very nice deadpan comedy. And she's able to twist this into a very disturbing role in this show. And mm-hmm. uh, she knocks it out of the park, I think. She's nice. doing awesome work. She was played in uh, Scott Pilgrim? She's in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've seen a mov- her in a movie that I didn't like her. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even a shitty movie, like uh, there was a movie, it was... It's like Mike and Ted need wedding dates. Yeah, or something. Something, oh, something and the, something need wedding dates. A bro comedy. Yeah, yeah, it was a bro comedy and it wasn't very funny, but she was still good in it. Yeah. Like, I can just well, watch her Well, she's so likably unlikable. Like, she plays, like, a miserable human being so well that you just can't <laughs> help but be like, oh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, but um, also on top of the amazing acting, the production value of the show is top notch. They, 
they're doing things with TV show that you really don't see in other shows. And you're going to, there's going to be moments where you'll be in certain episodes and like, what the fuck am I looking at? And, but two episodes later, it makes sense. So I like it when they're able to twist the story around and be able to do that type of cohesion among the episodes as well. So definitely check it out. Also, um, when it comes to comics, I actually really love the CWDC TV shows. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really cool way of just bringing some characters that that may or may not hit the cinemas and just making their own universe and story together. Not all the episodes are knockouts, but I think they're very solid uh, seasons. So they go through with Arrow and Flash and Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. And uh, CW has become like the comic book channel to go to if you want to see uh, comic books. And what's really cool about these shows is they they stick to kind of those comic book groups. They keep it comic booky, and that kind of has a nice appeal to it. They recently actually uh, debuted a new comic book series based on the Archie comics back mm -hmm. in the 60s called really? Riverdale. And I've seen first couple episodes of Riverdale, and it's definitely not from the comics. They put a little modern twist on it, and it's really interesting to see that they take this whole story that's supposed to be like the wholesome middle of America teenage experience, and they're able to integrate like a police procedural that you would see in the killing into it. And so they're able to have these kind of like dark moments, and bring a very cool modern take to these characters as well. So I thought it's really cool. One thing on that, uh, I would say um, the second, so they're calling them pods this year for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Are you caught up on this yet? Uh, I had stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The, uh, so, so the first one was very good. It was about Ghost Rider. I think we talked about it probably one of our part of like November yeah. episodes. They just finished their second pod and I, it took me a little while but I got caught up unbelievable it like legitimately the the finale because they're doing it almost like netflix shows where you watch 10 episodes it's still it's still gonna be a 23 25 episode series mm -hmm. but they broke it up into like i guess eight or nine episodes per unit um and they just did the finale for the second unit it was unbelievable it was like one of the best like hours of campy tv like I guess network TV. Now, all network TV to me is, like, pretty campy because at this point it's all played out. And I think it's one of the best hours of network TV that I've seen in a long time. There's yeah. some revelations that are just absolutely, like, mind-bendingly cool. I, just had, I had to stop watching, but I, I definitely want to pick it back up because I finished the entire Ghost Rider. You did? Oh, yeah. oh so, the, so the next pod is called uh, LMB. Yeah. And I'm not going to say what the... The last one's called because it kind of spoils what happens in this one. Fair enough. Um, but LMD, it starts off really slow, but the last three or four episodes, which I like, kind of stopped watching it and then just caught up. The last three or four episodes are just like nonstop action. It's amazing. I'll pick it back up. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think CW for the the holes doing cooler things with the universe, but Agents of Shield Shield has really like caught up yeah. and it's like, I, I might back when they put this season on Netflix I'll probably 
uh, binge it. Just yeah. because I was I was digging um, I was digging the uh, Ghost Rider, but the rest storylines weren't really doing anything. Oh. It's way tighter in this this yeah. pod, if you will. That's it's fair. way on like ridiculous what they did. That's what I've been watching. Cool. Yeah, thanks so much. So you got Legion that's on FX. FX, and then yeah. you also have Riverdale, Riverdale on CW. CW. Yeah, it's a surprise. It's about high school kids doing high school shit, but there's a neat little murder mystery in that, and I'm gonna kind of stick with it just to see how it plays out. Fair enough. Fair nice. So I've been uh, delving into. Did you go? Did you go? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Edit that out. Um, so, so I've been, I was like, mm, first of all, this wine is hitting me. Like, I'm, I'm so just like you guys know now, I was like, I'm sitting there, I was like, oh shit. This gotta, is going to be a lot of rambling about getting out. Well, I, I, I'm sitting there, I was like, oh fuck, I got a fucking installation to do at 8, in, eight in the morning, so I got to be fine. Anyways, okay, so, and all that. So, I've been uh, watching a couple of shows, and I want to kind of just focus on like two in particular. One that... I am re- actually both I was really excited about one that me and Jesse and I've told Jesse not to talk about it and he's probably going to hate me but the only thing I'm going to say is just mention that I ended up watching this actual show so I actually got caught up and watched all of Adventure Time and there's a, like a mini series that they had said called uh, Islands that really goes into a lot of character detail that literally dates back all the way back from episode like season one and two and this is up to season eight and they have about 30 episodes a season now granted each episode is about 11 12 minutes so super short but the continuity is so ridiculous and it's so mind-boggling that i've gone through and said arguably this is my favorite show ever my favorite TV show ever because of every all the ridiculousness and everything and even me and the guy who everyone hates Kyle we had uh, like we end up quoting uh, one of the uh, gingerbread man I like this gingerbread man who's like a candy tart toter uh, in episode I think three or four he has like this huge really existential speech that talks about it and it's hilarious and I'll I'll, see, I'll probably post it in this when we post this out but Adventure Time's phenomenal. Um, a lot of the stuff is kind of all over the place. That's the only downside. They have a lot of episodes on Hulu. I think they have probably the first maybe six seasons on Hulu. But they're up to the eighth season. They're going to keep going. They're stopping um, after this is like their final season. So um, so this is Adventure Time. I know that we're going to uh, circle back to that when I have Jesse on. And we'll go into detail about that. Um, but the another sort of documentary I actually started watching on Netflix is called Abstract. Have you heard about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's about like design elements and I guess mm-hmm. is the different sort of parts in the different sections of design and abstract design and just like these amazing, amazing artists, people who are very, very like into their work and like arguably could be like arguably the best people of their society in that role. Um, I'm only in, I finished, I think I'm in the part way through episode three right now, maybe four, um, but the one I've had, so far I've had one artist, I had a, a designer, and I had a, st- a set designer and a stage designer right now, hmm. and I watch all these in 4K on the actual on the TV, and holy shit, everything about this truly opens 
like a, a lot of different things that you just never necessarily kind of thought about. And Derek put me onto this, and there's a panel a graphic designer episode later on that he resonated with. But I really want to go through just to see, you know, how <clears throat> certain people who are like on the top of the actual or the far outliers, I guess, those people who the way that they think and the way that they feel and the way they this they kind of progress in the world. Because one of the first guys does the art for the New Yorker, hmm. like the front covers, which are. Huge, like arguably, that's why people buy it to see like what sort of theme that he's going through. So he writes and draws and illustri- illustrates that. Um, and then the other one, uh, so far was the second guy was the guy who designed Jordans, Hatfield. So that was his, he designed like the original Jordans through all the actual sort of um, things that happened with it. And that's like a huge, huge. Thing of like how he happened, how he started. I've never knew like anything about his life, um, so that's a super super fun. It's a very interesting sort of design show, especially me trying to learn more and more about just like his design elements in general. I would definitely suggest uh, suggest that as much as possible. Um, so it's, it's called Abstract. It's on Netflix. Um, I think the entire season's out. Adventure Time. Majority of it is on Hulu. The other stuff is either on demand or if you just watch Cartoon Network. Yeah, I watched the first episode of Abstract with that Berlin illustrator. And awesome. It was really neat. It yeah. reminded me a lot of how they set up Chef's Table about like just seeing like where, where does the passion come from. Yeah. And it is it's a really nice like addition. Like if you love Chef's Table, go right into this while you're waiting for that next season you, of Chef's Table. It. And you I haven't it. seen Chef's Table, but it's definitely on our list. It's felt like me our list. I feel like every time we have these conversations, grow more and more and more. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was very it was very um, telling to know that this guy who's an artist like moved from you know Germany to New York City to. To learn and then said that you know this isn't working and to move back to Germany and this is where I actually get the majority of my actual sort of inspiration from and hmm. what he does is uh, it's pretty cool just definitely interesting yeah. So, yeah. so yeah so I'll see uh, guys I appreciate it for definitely sharing let's go into our feature title and we're going to be chatting about Jordan Peele's Get Out it's a horror thriller dark Comedy? Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's all If you had to pick the top words, it'd probably say like suspense. Suspense. Thriller. I like that. I like suspense thriller. Mm. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. So um, we're gonna get into that one. I would say we are definitely there are definitely spoilerish elements of this movie. So if you haven't watched it, probably stop it for right now. Take a second, go watch the movie because it's actually grabbing. All the money you can think of right now in movie theaters and the box office numbers. Come back to this moment and then kind of pick it from there and then see what you think. So where, where is it on Rotten Tomatoes right now? Last time I looked, I thought it was like in the eighties, nineties. Oh, it was near. I thought it was like near a hundred for a while. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm sure I can actually look it up. But uh, you know, let's go into like the actual sort of topics of before we start talking about you know ratings. My initial thing was, you know, what were your overall sort of thoughts of, you know, watching this movie from a super goofy guy like Jordan Peele, and, like, what what appealed for you to actually go and want to watch this movie? Mike. Honestly, I knew it was I knew it was a true horror film. Like I, I heard early reviews on it. Um, unlike some of the other movies that we've done, um, 
So I'm sorry to cut you off for two seconds. Yeah. But from the last couple things that we had talked about, we had a previous episode of John Wick. Yep. Was a is a ninety. In, Rotten Tomatoes, that's that's very surprising. Uh, Lego Batman movie is a ninety one. In Rotten Tomatoes. It's pretty much with most of our grades. That's a that's a lie because you said it's a B plus. Yeah, it's put a B plus at eighty nine. Yes, that's correct. It's not a 91. Yeah, no, no. You know it's a 91. A minus. Yeah, that's fine. It's Ooh. pretty much close to our grades. Get out. <laughs> Shut up, you fucking drill. Close. Get out is a 99. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew, it was, I knew it was like... Holy ah. shit, I didn't know it was that high. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, but that's also recency bias. Like, that will come down eventually, but I don't think it by much. It's... It's been over a week yet. Yeah, spoiler alert for this podcast, but uh, I think we're going to agree with that. that <laughs> <rating>. <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah. Fuck, okay, so yeah, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Damn, that's... Yeah, that's no, it's doing well. I'd say... I, so I came into it thinking that it was a true horror film. Um, honestly, I... So... I guess to elaborate on one of my wins, because this ties in with that, is... Well, so Peel, he was on record, and I'll tie this back in later, but Peel was on record saying that a lot of what comedy in the horror genre, it's all about setup and resolution. You set up a joke, and then it's funny. Or you set up a, a tense moment, and then it's scary. Um, and so he said that it wasn't too hard transitioning between the two. And so, I, you know, someone who can recognize that and not make it... This movie had one jump scare. It had one time that was like, what? Okay, fine, we're back in the movie. It was super quick, too. Yeah, yeah. when she was walking in the background, yeah. the music, yeah. yeah. And, and the music, it literally... Freaked everybody out. But so, one jump scare. So that means the entire rest of the movie was all about tension. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all comedy is. It's just creating tension and playing off of it in a funny manner. So I I kind of I came into it with a, a good expectation. I didn't think it was gonna be funny movie at all. Josh, I didn't expect it to be funny necessarily because I kind of heard rumblings about it being more of a horror movie, and I think it was just from interviews with Peel. Um, but I didn't heard much about it, so I kind of went in with almost a blank slate. Other than that, like kind of, yeah, I want to do an actual like horror movie that has. Uh, these kind of like issues with society and like mm-hmm. that relate back to a deeper issue, not just horror. Hmm. But it wasn't heavy handed. It was not heavy handed. Yeah, that I was the, the best part of it. Sorry, we're not, we're not talking wins yet. Um, we should. Yeah, well, yeah, and we definitely gotta go into it. I would just say that the, the, the biggest sort of draw in. I know a lot of people and all the Ryan Dows and, of course, all the Derek Sons out there knows that I try to avoid any sort of type of spoilers or anything all like that. But somehow I found out that this movie talked about, oh, hey, this is like an interracial couple and they're going to meet the, the girl's parents. That was all that I heard. I was like... And I'm going to get into this a little bit later on that we talked about the wins, but that 
right there was the hook that get me into this movie and the fact that Jordan Peele that found that there was some sort of horror element to it. It's like, well, a lot of the sketches, a lot of the sketches in Key and Peele, we always go back and talk about Key and Peele. I know you said they're hot and cold and stuff, but a lot of his sketches and a lot of the sketches have some, a weird element. It was like, oh, this is funny, but it's kind of creepy funny. It's like, I can laugh at it, but at the same time, that could maybe happen. Um, it's very easy to switch between the two. Yeah. It's literally just the tone of the scene. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, I mean, and we were just watching the little homie scene, like, last, <laughs> last one. And that was funny, but at the same time, it was like, oh, wait, a, a fucking doll just killed a guy. Like, is that, that's funny, but it's it, dark. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of dark. Um, so that's what really hooked me to go, go, go ahead and watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, and I was super excited about going to see it. And, like, I really, really, I mean, I saw an earlier horror movie this year um, called The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> which was terrible but uh, I think for that movie this trailer showed and I think at that point I was like oh I may want to watch trailers and this trailer started I was like no 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 <laughs> so we're talking about wins yeah uh, we were talking about what we thought about it coming into it so I guess now we're talking about now we're talking about now we're talking about our initial reaction yeah um, so I, I guess one of the biggest wins for me was out of a first time director it was constant unease like literally every moment you just felt like yeah so uncomfortable like, like un- yeah uncomfortable it was great it was like I, I yeah the, the movies that have gotten to me the most in the theaters in the past have all just every single moment you felt like I don't know what's gonna happen next and this is amazing um, and I thought that Peel managed to do that. Um, I thought one thing, this is a small little moment, but uh, the racist cop. So Oof. when he came in and then you just didn't hear from him again, it was a small little, again, like talking about uh, mixing comedy and horror, like you, you sprinkle in a little bit at the beginning and then there's a punchline at the end. And so every single person in my theater that I saw it went, Oh no, it's the cop! And then they flashed to the airport. Because they set it up that that cop served literally no purpose in the movie. They could have dropped that scene and, uh, well, with him. No. I'm gonna. No, I, I, want you, I want you to finish that oh, thought. So, yeah. they, so they got. they. I felt like they did a great job with, like, the, like, weird. Not quite racism, but, like. No, well, not overt racism. Um, in the rest of the movie, that they easily could have dropped that scene, had an extra five minutes to edit with, and then it'd have been the same exact movie. The fact is that literally it tricked every single person in my theater, including myself, thinking, "Oh my God, he's gonna have to deal with this cop," and let's see how that interaction goes after he's already been like overtly racist. Now that you bring it up, yeah, I do remember feeling that I was like, "Oh shit, it's that cop." It's and, and then be they, that cop. they came over, and then and then as soon as you saw the airport, you know, or the, you're just <laughs> like, "Oh my God!" So got me. <laughs> my my initial thing was that's not racist at all. And the way that I I saw that moment, I was like, what is she doing? That's, and truthfully, and he tried to explain it. So it was something funny when somebody throws racism at you, the immediate thing that you're going to be like, there's, I mean, there's no way I'm racist. No, I'm just trying to do my, uh, fuck fuck it. Yeah. And he's going to throw it away. 
So every time somebody throws a racist bit at you, you're not going to battle it. You're just going to say, fuck it, I'm just going to throw it away. Yeah, yeah. That moment, she didn't want anybody to know that he, that person who's going to run his license is going up there as a missing person. Mm, that's a good point, yeah. And when I, mm. and at that, like, and I didn't, I didn't catch that this moment. I called that the turn. We'll find, we'll talk about it later. But I was like, this fucking bitch. <laughs> because there was, the, the, say, the deer wasn't supposed to be there. Right? They, they, I said, right? The deer wasn't supposed to be there because they wasn't supposed to hit the actual deer itself. So that wasn't a thing. But when she stood up and was like, oh, well, why? And blah, 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 blah. I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, that's, that, that has, in the scene, I was like, that's kind of weird. That, I, I see what they're trying to do. And they I didn't think it was weird, way. though, because I thought it was so well built into the story that she was like, <laughs> now she thing. knew like that yeah. he was feeling insecure about being, you know, the black guy brought into the white family. So she wanted to, like... I felt it was just, like, another way of her making him feel more comfortable in the situation. That was a weird scene, because I was like, why is she trying to push this on him? And she's like, well, he wasn't driving. Yeah, that doesn't matter. And truthfully, yes. <laughs> that doesn't matter. They don't have And yeah. as, as a passenger, I was like, yeah, hey, that doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just something that came from me personally. I was like, oh, shit. And it... it struck a chord but not enough because I was still surprised at the TSA I was like oh yeah but then but I, I hit it I was like oh, that's why she didn't want to fucking mm. that, and that's why and I, and I found that out we completely two different yeah. explanations but well, just, I really it, like that it, though it, it, I really like that I guess that's, that. that's my interpretation of no it. no no like, that's great because if this is something that's happening you want to make sure it's contained as possible in the way the containers and make sure that nobody knows or sees this it. This is kind of like one of those Sixth Sense things where you go back through and you see the clues along yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, even the deer. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Because the deer was also a, a big, a huge point of the story. Yeah. In this part. So, I thought, let's just broad, broad picture. I thought the acting was amazing in this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to butcher his last name. But uh, Daniel Kaluuya... Was incredible. I He's thought an English actor. Well, everyone's an English actor. Every every single person in Hollywood's English at this point. He's the only English actor in this movie. But go ahead. We can't find. We definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm telling you. Well, the the main the main people. He's the only English that's, actor. That's fair. But no. But I mean, like a lot of the leading men right now are whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I thought his body language was. It was so like. For most of the scenes, he had his shoulders kind of slumped forward, and it was just, it perfectly encapsulated that just, like, awkwardness of the whole situation. That was reflected in the audience. I, everyone, yeah. I just, I felt awkward, too, during this movie. I was just like, dude, like, until the big reveal on the end, you're like, why is, why is everyone doing this? Like, this is so weird. Um, Allison Williams was incredible. Ooh. I thought the switch, the, uh, when... Spoiler alert. When she said, you know, I'm not getting my keys. And then she went to crazy bitch mode. Was, like, she literally played two separate characters. She played, like, she the almost, loving... She almost looked different, too. Like, well, you could she, almost well, see she had the She turned that shit on and held the keys. And literally, somebody in the audience screamed out exactly what everybody else was thinking. Like, you fucking bitch! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but 
but but seriously, and I'm like, like literally, you're right. Like she she looked different. She was a different character. She went from the loving girlfriend, just just insane. Mm-hmm. Like her, the scene of her sitting there she, again with the ponytail, which was different from earlier. Just like listening to music, Eating and then fucking fruit fruit loops in a glass of milk, sipping sipping the milk. It wasn't even <laughs> yeah. It was just and like, then all these weird creepy things that she's doing. Yeah, here. and then looking up the NB or uh, the college basketball that was actually pretty funny did you uh, a pretty big laugh <laughs> did you uh did you see one of them was uh keegan michael no was yeah. it yeah. Fuck. yeah one of them was him but uh uh yeah so but like yeah it's like she was incredible and then the um uh keener or Kinnear, however you want to pronounce it she was cool um i gotta say that uh eric from billy madison whoever thought that guy would uh, come back in any regards <laughs> i don't like the Madison. So. Oh, the, so you know the the antagonist in that movie? No, I didn't recognize him. He's the dad. I didn't recognize him as being. I the I had to look him up later, but <laughs> yeah, that's weird. that's where he got. He's, he's been in a bunch of those things. Yeah, I know, but that was that's probably the biggest thing. Um, but anyways, acting top to bottom, like the the supporting cast, the main cast, uh, the best friend was hilarious. Um, <laughs> The last thing I'd say uh, is I thought that they paid a great respect to earlier um, scores, and I thought that the the sound design music was amazing. Yeah. Uh, hang on one second. Uh, sound design. Let's start with that first. The the teacup. I almost wish that they didn't explain it because they they did it so well with sound that they amplified the sound of her scraping the spoon against the teacup. And then you just, you knew at that point, you're like, that's the trigger. He's getting hypnotized right now. Even before they went and said, like, yes, he's hypnotized. Um, that also, uh, I thought there was a lot of references to, like, specifically Psycho. Uh, Bernard Herrmann's score for that with a lot of very, it was string heavy and it was uh, a lot of dissonant intervals and like a very quick rhythmic hits where it was just like, you know, it was, it was very choppy and nothing ever resolved. Um, and I was very, very in the style of Bernard Herrmann for the psycho score. And I thought like, what a, a hell of a way to start your directorial horror de- debut than to pay homage to yeah. arguably one of the best horror films in that specific subgenre of all time. Yeah. So, nice. very well done. Good stuff. Josh, what you got? I mean, you pretty much just covered all the great things about this movie. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, it's, I, he's missing some stuff. I'm missing I mean, some stuff. You know. I, well, I think we mentioned it before. I, I love that this movie actually made it feel more realistic rather than heavy-handed in pretty much every aspect. It was like... We're going in with the concerns of, oh, you're meeting this, the girlfriend's family. Not only it's a girlfriend's family, it's a girlfriend's white family. And so you have to deal with all this, and there's only a bunch of white people around you. And it's just like, everything was so well done that you never felt like it was fake. Like, you, you knew people were acting too weird to be real, but it wasn't... It wasn't done in a heavy-handed way. Like, I don't know how else to explain it other yeah. than that. Um, I don't know what you guys are typing. We're just arguing. Oh, okay. Silent arguing. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I was actually uh, I was surprised with how good the actual um, I don't know what I want to call it the plot or like the the main <clears throat> reason that they were even doing this. Like I was like, oh, that's actually pretty clever, and like how it that it was explained of you know there's in the sunken place. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. And well, that's well a real. Done. That's a real psychological term, I guess. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for yeah. A, like a disassociative, uh, like not sequence. Um, well, speaking of, so I, it's very funny, and you just mentioned this too, and this was something I was going to bring up, but I'm glad you just said the disassociative for the disassociative disorder of the movie we were talking about of Split is a legit disorder. I think disassociative and multiple personality are different, though. Well, no, yeah, no, but the disassociative disorder is that's the movie, that's the di- disorder in Split. That is that disorder that they actually talked about. Yeah, it's not, it was it's multiple not in, in, um, but in Get Out, it's not disassociative yeah, state. It's, 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 it's not, I said it wrong, but it's it's something else. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up, but go ahead and continue because, like, the actual term. Is the actual disease that's a, it's a real life like disassociative something something of what he had and Barry had in Split? Well, I thought this. I always think of disassociative disorder as more like you're. It's more of like an out of body experience where you don't feel like you're. You're just kind of. You can feel your body moving, but you're not all there. And that's what they did. I don't like think it's exactly anger. that, but that's what they did in this movie. Yeah. And then multiple personality disorder was... So, it's built off of each other. It started as multiple personality disorder and now it's disassociative identity disorder. So, DID. Oh, that's identity just, disorder. So, so, they're the, there's a, so, what I'm saying is they're the same thing. Multiple personality and DID is the same thing. That's the exact title and that's the exact disease that was mentioned in Split. Mm. And that disassociative matter that happens in Get Out is also true. So you can almost kind of think of it as like the one, the other personalities are sunken back and they're watching the other one go. Yeah. yeah. That actually, that makes sense. Kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That was great cinematography watching it like fall. And it reminded me of the Twilight Zone. Like, I've ridden that ride in Disney World a million times. And you kind of like, you, they do some cool stuff where you fade away from the TV set. Like that's in the like the precursor the, the Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so the, the that scene was just very evocative of that ride and being like, oh no, when's when am I when am I gonna drop? <laughs> so I thought it was that was really cool. I was looking at that scene as um, the ring, or there was a very weird moment of somebody in like something sitting in front of a TV that's just going it feels like those lines like this looks really fucking creepy yeah that was cool yeah. uh, it, but what I was saying was uh, the reason that they're doing it is you know the, the rich older white people <laughs> are you know their bodies are decaying so they want to be young again or faster fitter like all this stuff I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. That that makes sense. It's not one of those shitty, like, throwaway plot points that yeah. you see in other mm. suspense or horror movies. It was like, okay, that actually is pretty legit sounding. Yeah. Um, I think Stephen Root's character was actually really good, too. He, you didn't recognize him? He's the one that has his head cut open. 
at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. He uh, played Well, Bill yeah, Bill. I'm saying, like, I didn't know who Steve Rooms is, but I know he's played in Dodgeball, so I know. He was in Dodgeball, and he was also Milton in uh, Office Space. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, but, like, the whole explanation of him going blind and him being, like, really into art and then, like, photo- photography, and then he wants his eyes back, yeah. and I was like... Shit, this is really, it's well done. Didn't catch that at all until after I was like, oh, son of a bitch, it was right there. That, the the one thing that also, I think it was a nice distracting moment that happened was the silent bingo. Mm, that was yeah. really well done. Because the way that they set that scene up was like, oh, we're going to get sparklers, sparklers and play bingo. Um, and from I, something that I had, I had looked at of sparklers as something to distract and to something that kind of keeps your attention for something and then bingo is just a separate particular kind of Whoa. game so at the scene that was happening the daughter uh, Allison Williams character was supposed to be the, the bit of the distraction, distraction. Well, I and thought it was funny that everyone had bingo do you notice that? yeah literally yeah. like they hold every single person was bingo it's like that's I thought of that scene more as like a, and more of like a since he's not around we're just going to continue to pretend like he's approaching, but we're not actually playing. I thought of it more as, like, we're going to go through the motions, and oh, then yeah, if he yeah. shows back no, up, he's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll but I just thought it was again. funny that it was just, like, everyone had... I, I thought was, that was planned. I, I, I truly thought, because it was almost as if well, it was an auction for this person for right now who's actually gonna I think you're both right that it was planned that they'd have the auction but in case she couldn't hold him to that spot like away from everyone they would just look they'd have a cover story um I thought it was it's also it's also interesting to so you have to in all these movies you have to look at motivations of the villain right Mm -hmm. you that makes or breaks a horror film um and I thought it's it almost like it made sense for that guy. It's like, alright, I'm gonna pick out someone who has exceptional eyes and that's gonna be my new host. And you almost felt like, oh yeah, he he wants like we've all been in a position that we've wanted something that we can't have. And it sucks not getting that, because it's just for whatever reason. I'm gonna expand on that even for a little bit because the movie opens up with showing his artwork. Yeah. yeah. Right? And the movie not only opens up showing his artwork, it goes from a song that talks, that literally says, stay woke and being aware of the shit that's around you. And that is how this movie opens up of like, hey, I just want to show you, I just want to show you this thing. It's not, at, at, at that point, it didn't make any sense. It was like, oh, that's a good song. These are cool pictures. Yeah. But up until we get the context, now you're like, that that now as a direct, as a director that is now tied together so so, so well. powerfully and so well I'm like how how <laughs> dude, that's 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 a shit. that's cool that's yeah. cool. it all well thought out yeah is what it comes down to yeah. um, I think for my last point I would also like to point out that once they did get to the gory scenes they were actually really well done yeah like yeah. the head cut open and you know all the, the bloody with the antlers that was yeah, awesome. like awesome. all of it was really well done it didn't go into like campy territory and like throw off the tone of the movie it was just like it fit perfectly and it Even all looked fate, realistic like, so I was I was really interested in how he was going to get out of the the brother 
give him the chokehold and he's, his feet, like, his legs start to wobble a little bit. I was like, what, what is he going to do? And then he almost does one of the biggest things that I fucking hate in horror movies of like, oh, you're just not going to think. You're just going to keep grabbing for the door again that mm-hmm. you tried to do twice and he's closing. And so he did it once, didn't work, did it a second time, didn't work. So the third time he's like passing out, he grabs for the door. The guy goes and kicks it and he stabs him in the leg. I was like, Planned, oh, yeah, it was nice. That. I love how you're using a little bit of logic and like you're now trans you okay, so you're no you're not smart. You're, sorry, you're not stupid. I definitely <laughs> kinda get that. And even like smashing the cup and like that. Well, talk that about that. Good. They talked about that earlier, right? Where like in a fight you have to think about it. Yeah. The whole like UFC versus boxing uh two, three steps ahead. Yeah. Like so chess. like Yeah, yeah. They so they, they again set that up at the end with some arbitrary throwaway scene in the beginning. Well, and now I think uh, something that you had mentioned before about like the the cut around his head of oh you sorry you had mentioned before the cut around his head is that I didn't even realize the black characters in the movie were all wearing hats or a wig. Hmm. And and there was even one point, I don't know if this was after the reveal or if they just kind of like she was adjusting her wig, and you could kind of see the line a little bit. Ooh, I think well, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was after. She was constantly adjusting her wig, yeah. but you couldn't see the line before In the that. car, you can see it. Yeah. You can see it in the car. Because that's when you figured out, it's like, oh, I should not have... Oh, why'd you go back for her? But you know, you know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I'll... then, and I will go, and I will say, like, you kind of started with my wins. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I really liked about this was you know, delving into, like, that internal sort of struggle, or there's a particular, um, some people feel like it's a weakness, or there's something that you just can't help for yourself, right? And they talked, to, she talked about it a lot when he was being hypnotized, like, what happened with his mom, and stuff like that, and we know that Chris is very vulnerable to, like, leaving something behind, mm-hmm. and then leaving something behind that's helpless. We saw that with the deer, we saw that with his dog. We saw that with the grandmother or the wh- whoever the character is, ex-girlfriend, I guess, or something like that, right? Um, we even saw that with, like, he didn't even kill the his girlfriend because of that. He didn't, he didn't kill her. He was going to strangle her, but then he stopped, and then the car pulled up. So you see there's a lot of different examples of he keeps physically, like, it doesn't matter as much as he still has that guilt of, knowing that his mom was still alive at that point and he didn't do anything and now he doesn't want to ever be that way and um i was very interested of why he took so much time with that deer i was like what the fuck's happening i don't i don't get it but he still like like took the time and kind of did that stuff so i thought that was actually kind of pretty cool um kind of portion of it as well uh, I really like kind of echoing what you were talking about. I really enjoyed that there was a balance. There was a huge balance between the use of comedy and also the use of horror to set the tone and set the tension. And you're right, it's not different because even talk like more psychology terms and stuff like that. I'm in two psych classes right now, so I think that's really interesting. But a lot of people who are afraid or something that makes them scared, they typically turn to the easiest thing. And the easiest thing they turn to is comedy to kind of laugh at the actual hurt or anger or something like that. So I thought that's a very powerful tool to use of, you know, when they're going through and talk about the actual barbecue, it's kind of weird for him. And he's not entirely sure what he's doing. 
there's a very funny moment in that scene, but at the same time, it's a very scared and weird, like, this is not normal at all, right? And when the first time that he meets, like, the housemaid, and she's pouring the lemonade, and she, like, kind of goes out, it was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but they're not. Uh, and I really liked even the writings of the characters were saying what we were thinking so that we can immediately, he immediately disarms us with those comedic points of it. Yeah. Um, even when he says, I know how this, I know how this looks. Rich white family have black, you know, um, uh, servants, but, and he even says it, oh yeah, but we hired him to take care of my mom, to take care of my mom and dad. Yeah. That could be a, a slew of a bunch of different things and what, what that actually meant. Yeah. But it's also, you, you don't get that deeper meaning until later on. I was like, oh, fuck, that's creepy. And yeah. that's weird. And that's a little scary. So I really like, there's, there's a lot of points in this movie that kind of have it. There's certain ones that kind of go a little further, but it was very interesting that kind of now he uses that comedy as a tension builder and then he also uses the comedy and the comedy and horror in two completely separate roles um, This some shit's happening and then the other side of the world is a hilarious component but you feel bad laughing because somebody could be dying on the other end and vice versa so then you have a deeper appreciation or like a fear of well I, I know this is funny but if I were in that role what, how would I you know so I thought that was also a very impactful, very uh, moment when his friend went to the police to try to explain this, and it sounds crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, shit's happening, and people are dying, and people have already died. So uh, that was, was pretty cool. One thing I wanted to ask is, uh, did either of you, once he found the pictures of her with the other people before that, and she, and then he's like starting to put it all together, did either of you feel like? She was brainwashed. Yes. Okay. And, and was, I, thought, no. I thought she was. She didn't realize that yes. she had been with other people. Yes, me too. I knew it. Oh, okay. Yes. And so I put this under a criticism, but I, honestly, I don't even think it's a criticism because on repeat view, I think I think the definition of a criticism is something that still bugs you on repeat viewings, and like if you know a twist to anything, it's not really something that bugs you. She broadcasted it way earlier in the movie. Like, there's just, like, there's just, like, weird hints that I knew... So I knew it was a horror film, and I knew something was going to go down, and I was like, she's definitely the catalyst. Hmm. Now, I didn't see the whole twist about implanting whole, brains you know, or anything, but I was like, she is bringing I him on purpose. I was thinking that the, the catalyst was... The family was using her to draw them in. Yeah. So they were the ones that were actually bad, and she was. No, I thought she, she was just. Being 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 I thought she was. I thought she was in on it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I guess. Yeah, that's that's the reason I asked is because yeah. that's how I saw it. Yeah. I saw her as innocent as far as innocent, and oh, no. up until that moment with the keys, I was like, "Ooh, that's a huge reveal!" I was like, "This fucking bitch!" <laughs> like yeah. seriously. Uh, and this is why I keep saying it's such a powerful moment is because that same roller coaster that we went through, when his friend called up, it was like it was like, hey, why are you answering Chris' phone and all this shit? And he would put up like this fucking bitch. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how we feel. That it literally that's exactly how we actually felt as the audience. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, I I really like that he used that actual moment, but I would say. Um, 
the most, by far the most powerful thing, and I had wrote this down, I wrote this in all caps, is like that barbecue scene, as, that barbecue scene as a black man dating people that are not of the black race, white people, Hispanic people, whatever, <laughs> that, that barbecue scene resonated so, so strongly. <laughs> because that is... Honestly, that is one of my absolute fears because it happens and it happens all the time. So every time, it every time it doesn't have to be a friend or people I'm dating or whatnot. If I'm meeting people's family, I am literally I was Chris in that moment. I'm like, yes, that is so true. And it's it's very weird because Jordan Peele's wife is white. And he made a bunch of jokes about like both Keegan and Michael, they both their wives are, are white. They made a lot of jokes about it in the actual TV show. So I knew that going into it. Um, but did you, just to see how he's like, oh yeah, and they talk about like the his physical physicalness and they talk about things that they think that you're into. Rap music or Barack Obama <laughs> Tiger Woods. And it's things that I'm like, holy shit. Nobody, nobody could have written this perfectly. Obviously it's like dramatized, but it was something that I'm like, that I I don't know how to even explain how absolutely correct that, that scene was. <laughs> and that hit me, that hit me so deep. I was like Fuck, man! Like, well, it's I great, just you I just can relate to that, and we just we're we're sitting there, and we're like, this is this is hilarious. No, no, no. To, be, to be fair, to be fair, uh, it's it's different. Uh, I think we've discussed on this podcast before that I I am not black, um, or Asian or brown. I'm, I'm a white guy, um, but I think that that is one of the most awkward things you can ever do as a straight man. Is like meet the girlfriend's family, and so yes, there's an, a total added component. But I would challenge you that meeting girlfriend's families, you're just like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> like, and I'm just trying not to step out of place. Like I don't, yeah. I like they all know what's happening. Yeah. I know what's happening. Like I, you just you just trying to ask. This is weird, weird moment. Well, even even for the stuff that people like, also like at the time when I met them, it was like, oh, so you voted for Barack, right? Was an open. That's an opening line that somebody says. Yeah. That, that started conversation. I'm like, I mean, damn. I I don't have any other thing to say. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. right? And you uh, just don't. It's like. Well, I mean, you again, can you can add, take it in a add, similar add, context of what you're talking about is like they reference something like, oh, you know, did you get that new uh, MacBook there, kiddo? You don't know, you don't, you have no idea what that family is going to be like. You don't know that like, you know, their daughter is like completely different, completely the same. You're like, you could walk in and be like, you, you should have voted for Trump, right? <laughs> and you're like, ah, what? <laughs> like, you know, like, you just literally don't know, so you're trying to just like act neutral. And again, adding race to it is completely different. But again, I, I can empathize with that because I think we've we've been there. We've yeah. we've had those awkward conversations of like, I'm I'm like I'm dating your daughter, and and you're just like, don't say anything stupid, and then throwing race to it is just like, yeah. Oh my god! Like, like the one that's thing, next level. So I I love that the levels that he put on this because he puts like, hey, everybody, like you had said, everybody can 
see this as a whole oh, cool I need to meet my girlfriend's extended family then it takes it to the next level and then you add the race factor of it and then he pushes it a little bit mm. to the point where he's like oh it's just a physical specimen and that's when people start getting more and more uncomfortable in the chairs they're like what the fuck is happening here yeah. this, this is this is kind of weird this is getting kind of strange and that is I can I, I thoroughly appreciate this is why I'm so blown away that this is his first movie because to put layers and we've talked about the different layers and the different kind of allegorical species, like places of just putting imagery in this movie of he was able to put that in and this was a scene that was five minutes maybe ten minutes scene it was a longer scene well, that the whole t- dinner party was... Oh, fair. Was, well, yeah. so, but, so, but the initial like, meeting, though, yeah, 15, yeah it 20, was, was so like 15-20 minutes until the, the crescendo of... Oh. The, it, it, oh, sorry. It's, sorry, it's even better. And then the moment that you feel some sort of comfort is... Oh, shit. Another black person. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, oh, perfect. We can actually kind of... We can mesh well. But then that gets turned upside down. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with this person? Why is he not real? Let me give him a pound. And he's going to... Yeah. Oh. So that... <laughs> I just think that right there was probably the, the moment that I had a, a way deeper appreciation for what he was trying to do. And people talk about message. People talk about all this stuff. But I just looked at it as like, I thoroughly... Th- I, it was. It's tough to put into words. It's mm. even more difficult to put into words to have actors and actresses kind of portray exactly what you just did. That right there. I think. Yeah. Was, I think it overall, he just did a great job of relating without alienating anybody. Yeah. But I would hope so. Making you feel weird enough to where you felt a little alienated. Yeah, I would say. I would think that white people would feel a little bit alienated oh, because then you'd be yeah. like, I don't. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I was, in I terms of like, like if I can't yeah. relate to yeah. the race issue, I can at least relate to the girlfriend, yeah. parents we, issue. Like, it's it's all around. It's 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 just an all around awkward scene. Yeah. And again, you have an added relationship to that sort of oh, environment. I was gonna say advantage for a second. I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so so I mean, I I clearly have no idea how that feels. You know. Um, but he did a great job. What we started off with, and not making it like. So I've read I've read reviews, and there's like these you know fringe rightist movements that are calling this movie anti-white. And as a white guy, no, no, listen to me, no, because <laughs> so it's, it's like the the situations that he brought like clearly were were based on the black experience, and that's something that neither me nor Josh have. But they were all relatable enough that I could understand and, and somewhat feel f- like like there was a connection to that environment even though it wasn't, wasn't directly written for me as a white person. Which is brilliant writing. That's how you, that's how you want to write a scene. Where it's universally, it's universally like felt, but even more so for a specific experience. Yeah. And that's brilliance. It really is. Yeah, I mean, this is awesome. You want something? Yeah. No, was, oh, okay. I, guess. I think <laughs> uh, that probably at this point people already know how we feel about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go into. I, I do have a couple of things, and I'm interested to see what which uh, what do you guys think. I can um, throw mine in there real quick because yeah. I only really I was sitting here thinking like what can I complain about? 
I didn't like the brother character. He was shitty all around. He just too he obvious. Too obvious. Too yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, he didn't have the redemption arc that I wanted him to have. Cause he to me seemed like the one that didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I knew I knew the girl uh, Allison Williams' character knew everything, but for some reason I was like, I think he's just a weird guy. And he's gonna come through and help out Chris in the end. Well, I mean, at the, I think the most the the most believable moment was at the dinner, at the table, when he was like, because shit happens, and like if you meet the girlfriend's boy, but brother, girlfriend, boyfriend, what? If you meet the girlfriend's brother, that's that, awkward. That, that fucker. Well, I know, but that fucker's gonna try you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like whatever. I guess it depends on who it is, because I've met my little sisters boyfriends before and I don't act like that. Yeah, well, subconsciously you're definitely doing it. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things in which like they're gonna try you as to see like who you are, right? Yeah. And he even says I'm just trying to get to know him. It was, it was still a little like I at that scene, I don't know, it just didn't sell me okay. on on him being a realistic character. So I thought he was unrealistic, but I thought he was also I thought he was brainwashed because if you noticed he would say something and then the mother would say no. And then he'd be like no. Yeah, but I thought he was completely yeah, controlled by that. I guess, mm. like she would also. I also thought it started with her because she had a power over. It felt like everyone. everyone. Yeah. Um, but it didn't seem like everyone was brainwashed, and like I, I had a, a was, couple things. It was to, a little you know, unclear on that. Yeah. But I'm not gonna hold it against it. Anything else? That was really the only thing I could think of that yeah. I could point out that was really flawed for me. Everything else I could say is either great or was like, you know, that's it fit. Yeah. See, the brother reminds me of like one of my good buddies with like uh, Mike, the other Mike, with the long hair and he's kind of like all over the place. Like, he he felt like a very realistic character because I know a person like him. Like, completely. So I was like, yeah, that's fun. Fair. What, any other criticism? Honestly, yeah, it's, I re, I rescind that. We do pre-pro for this, and I initially put in the notes that I saw the twist as the, the you know, the negative about this movie, but, like, it's not really a bad thing. Because on second watch, you, you know what happens anyways. It's not going to detract from the movie experience. Yeah. And, and it's not BS. I saw that coming. She had so many signals. Well, sure. I mean, even if you saw it, that means that Clearly, a lot of the audience didn't see it coming. Right. So that's a, still a good sign of he didn't see it. great writing. Uh, Did you watch the trailer? No. Are I knew sure? the premise of the movie, but I didn't watch the trailer. Are you sure? Yeah. That somebody didn't sneak into your house and hypnotize <laughs> <laughs> you? Oh, no. I do drink a lot of tea, though. <laughs> what about you? You got a negative? I was like, what? Tea? Uh, yeah, so... I mean, I had a couple things. <clears throat> Sometimes I would see that the the friend itself was distracting to a bit of what they were trying to do. Um, loved it. The scene. I mean, I I thoroughly loved it. The scene with him and the police officer. I think they could have been cut completely. That's fair. Um, but uh, it was funny because then there's a running joke of, "Oh yeah, I'm a TSA. <laughs> hey, listen, we get the same training." <laughs> Hilarious. And at the end, that was a huge building point because, how do you know? How'd you find me? I'm the motherfucking TSA. <laughs> that was hilarious. So yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I, I get that. Um, oh, sorry. I'm going to go back to wins. And I'm going to go back to the wins to the fact that I've also we talked about this. Of 
there was a very funny, there was a hilarious moment that it had two impact, two impactful things. The first time Chris goes to the house and all that shit goes out and they're about to go to bed with his girlfriend. He's like, I didn't want to tell you, but I told you so. And then at the end of the movie, I literally was fucking dying laughing. I had to take my glasses off to control my laughter because you knew what he was going to say. He was like, well. And it was a great pause. Yeah, he's like, I fucking told you not to go in there. I was like, oh my God, yes. So that was the best. That was, that was, that was a huge one. But um, criticism. Let's talk about criticism. Um... Why did they take uh, the guy in the beginning? It's kind of unclear. Because... He was the guy, the friend they noticed. That has nothing to do with why they took him, because he had no connection with the girlfriend. I thought they showed the picture. Wait, wait, are we talking about the the first black guy? First black guy. The first black guy. He's the one that they abducted at the beginning of the movie, right? Correct. Why? That's just a random black guy walking... No, no, I thought, because, uh, no, it was saying, hey, this girl's got me going out to the suburbs, I feel so weird. Here. Right. So it was done in a different way, uh, like, I guess they don't throw a party every time. Yeah. Right. Right, and, and so that was another tip-off that was like, well, it's a party you know, you're playing this up. Sorry, go on. Good point. Um, I, I guess I missed I, I Yeah, he was saying the call was like, I feel so weird being out here. And I'm pretty sure when she, uh, he was going through the pictures that there was a picture of her and him. Right, yeah. yeah. They, they, not of them two. I, I thought, thought there, there was. was. Yeah. Because then she hung those pictures up behind her, which is fucking <clears throat> creepy also. You may, I, uh, I didn't catch that. When she's eating the fucking Fruit Loops. Oh, the I was I was too up. distracted by her eating the, the Fruit Loops. Oh, like, no, oh, yeah. I saw the wall. That is like, some creepy serial killer shit. Okay. That was, so, that was a great scene. That, that, that That's for sure explained. That was a goodbye uh, horses scene. Like, whatever song was playing, it's just like, <laughs> in 20 years, you'd be like, oh, God. The one thing that I was hoping that they would change a little bit was the that was too obvious to go ahead and type in NBA NCAA top prospects. You were like, reaching hard for criticism. No, that. I, I that that I can understand why you would think that's that's reaching a little bit, but I thought it was a good joke. So I, I thought it was funny. Well, but way, it's not a good the, joke. No, the way the way to the way to fix that, and I, I'm all about like, hey, like it's gonna be super easy. Um, the way to fix that would be take out the typing and just have her scroll through a bunch of black people. Well, no, but it, it sets the precedent that she's because the the entire movie they made the uh, they made the reference of like oh he's such a physical spe- specimen. Honestly, if I was gonna if I was gonna like Google, well, it's it's very likely too that they already had another person lined up right. that wanted. A very physical right. So body. you like honestly, white black doesn't matter. If you're gonna Google young fit person, NBA or NCAA, whatever sport doesn't matter. Like that's where you're gonna start. And so for me, that seemed like a very reasonable. Like she was obviously starting the process completely over again, and that's a great place to start for that for that process. Yeah, so, I thought it was kind of a cool, like, I already have my next target, so I'm just moving right along, even though they're they're doing their thing downstairs. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, definitely loved that aspect of it. She was working on the next one. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, this is not a criticism, criticism also, because, like, like I said, I don't have. Those are the only two things I can bring up. But uh, why was the grandfather, now that we know his character, why was he running before? To be weird for movies. Maybe he liked running. The grand, grandfather? So the grandfather was put into the body of oh. his boyfriend. The guy who was in the wood. Yeah. Why was he running at night? That, I'm, yeah, that wasn't explained well. I thought he tried to play it off somehow, like, with the, I'm, I was exercising, and I thought maybe it was, like, you know, how the Flash fucks with the whole, like, programming that's going on. Like, maybe something happened to him that he, that's what caused him to do that, and it, it just didn't dive into it, but... Yeah, it's it was one of those things. I was like, "Why is he doing that?" I think but, that was just a weird scene because it was the middle of the night. It's a weird scene for a weird scene to set it up for uh, Chris to get hypnotized. Yeah, it's one of those things. I really just like. I really just didn't look into too yeah. much. I mean, yeah, it just when I, you think about it, it, makes no sense. So that's that's why I bring it up. It's yeah. not. A, it's not a, it, like I said. This is not a criticism. I'm like, there's not many things that I have questions about, but that one, I'm like. Yeah, that one I was not... I had a question about that. Mm, that was I, not made perfectly clear yeah, why that happened. I, I thought people were just being hypnotized, too. This is, I guess it also goes back to the awareness of... That twist I, thought, I had no I, idea about. I thought people were just being hypnotized. Had I known that top of their fucking brain were being cut off to the point where the small sliver of themselves and their cortical spine, the spinal cord itself would be there and uh, the other part of the brain would be transplanted on top of it, for, that... That's that horror element. I was like, oh, that's fucking scary. Yeah. I don't like it all. And that was a a great twist. Like, that was not your usual... I I like that this movie doesn't go into the usual horror tropes, where it's like, you have the stupid main character who does stupid stuff, and the main villain doesn't really have a motivation other than he wants to kill. Like, it doesn't do all that stupid shit. It does really great, like, awesome character. Alright guys, let's talk about some grades. Where do you start? Me? Yeah. I loved this movie, and I'm going to give it an A+, because everything that we just talked about, and we can talk about it as much as we want, but that barbecue scene alone, and the fact that we had characters who thought logically in had attempts to leave, multiple attempts to leave, and just stopped and just didn't. I mean, I think he had one dumb moment that was kind of out of place, but I can forgive it of him going into that cupboard, that side door that was open. That was a weird time. That was just a weird timing for him to do it that that day. Yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, I'm like, I fucking love all about this movie. So, my grade is A+. Plus. By the way, uh, I mean, I feel like I can't really give out A pluses too much. You never have. I don't think I have. It's it's unattainable for me. Um, this came very close to it though. It it just that constant unease was something I haven't felt in a long time. Like literally, I think the last movie that made me felt that was um, either I'm. Uh, was I'm going to hell 
Drag Me to Hell? Drag Me to Hell or The Descent. Mm-hmm. And then before that, it would probably been 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, those two movies are amazing too. Um, and to get that out of a comedy writer who also made a, like a social statement? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's why he did it. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's, it's on that like 97 mark where it's, I feel like it's, you can't quite call it an A plus, but it pretty much is. It's definitely an A plus in my book, but okay. <laughs> 95 is an A, but let's <laughs> Fair. Um, for me, I was trying to think of some reason that I would knock it down to an A, but I just can't. I have to give it an A plus. It's great. I, there is very little to complain about. I, it's one of those movies that I'll definitely watch again. And horror movies usually don't get me. Like, horror movies, I just find kind of boring. But this movie, I was thoroughly entertained and, like I said, felt the tension and the unease throughout. And that's something that I don't know that I've experienced in a movie really at all. Yeah. Um, I usually get that from, like, a video game because I'm in control at that point. Mm-hmm. But movies don't usually do it to me. This, this one did a pretty good job. Nice. Cool. Well, I mean, we are... I'm really bummed that more of our team didn't go watch this movie, but I'm sure when they do, they'll get their... It's going to be like The Arrival, that more people will see it over the weeks. I just watched The Arrival. I've been telling people, like, you know, they're like, oh, what what do you recommend? I'm like, well, I feel like if someone new sees The Arrival every couple weeks, they're like, this movie's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That movie messed with my. I told you after my yeah. after I watched that movie, I had a dream about my ex girlfriend about communication things, and I was it messed me up. <laughs> but anyways, so thanks so much, guys. Thanks so much for this. I arguably think that this is probably one of be one of my favorite episodes, um, besides Hodor. <laughs> definitely, definitely one of like an early running. I feel like. We're spoiled, where I feel like uh, the early reviews for this movie and the early reviews for probably going to be our next week's review of Logan are like, it should be two of the best movies of the year of our least two. I'm super excited for Logan. I'm, I'm tempering it because I just don't want to get disappointed, but yes, I'm very excited. I mean, I, if you mention it, I get super excited, but the rest of the time I'm not so, thinking about so, it at all. So, uh, you know, Get Out probably won't get that, but uh, it, it should. I, I feel like Get Out and Logan could be two of the three final films of the year. It's pretty based early. On her, it's based pretty on, early based on her, I know. Yeah, I know we Zootopia, f- Zootopia won Best Animated, and it came out. No, no, I mean for our personal lists. Oh, I um, love her. But I mean, like, even so still, Zootopia would probably be on my best list for last that's year. That's fair. It was on honorable mentions for us. So, I think it's funny because <sighs> our next week's apparently is already getting mentions for best film and best actor, which would be an absolute first for comic book movies. And it sucks because I don't think that Peel's going to get it for, for Get Out, even though... He could run for best, like, originated, like, oh, well, I mean, no, I it's, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Best director. Is that? No, they're, no. they get best director to, like, some artsy, farts some artsy, farts. Yeah, it's, yeah. We can put a wager, if you guys like. You, he, oh, he no, are we talking it. about if he gets best, best director? You're betting best director. Mm-hmm. What's the wager? <laughs> we'll talk about it. You heard it here first. Because I will take that back. The Down Front Podcast wager system. <laughs> 
but uh, with that, uh, Josh, where can we find more of your work? Nowhere. Okay. You can just uh, play video games with me if you want. Uh, pretty much everywhere that I play video games, my name is Ride Scorpion. I thought it was a new scale. Where's that from? I don't understand that. <laughs> Mike, where does he just walk in? So you Mike. find me at my niece music. Uh, we're playing a show uh, still. These episodes were shot remarkably close to each other. <laughs> Not exactly the same day, but close. So we're still at the end of this month, end of March, we're playing again. I think we're playing in May as well, like some other random show. Uh, catch us out before we're selling out, you know, the, the Madison Square Garden. Oh, so we're too, we're, garden. Yeah, we're too, we're too big for everyone. Uh, check us out now where we're local. Uh, but yeah, my new music. Cool, cool. And I uh, would say, feel free, definitely kind of go ahead and donate it if you can, whether it's 50 cents, a dollar, what do you have? We have a Patreon, so patreon.com slash down in front, uh, in which we're trying to actually raise a bunch of money for podcasting costs, keep doing the podcast, to if anything, it does go that high. We can like buy tickets and stuff for all of our guys to watch the movies. So definitely keep a, keep an eye out for that. If you would like for us to do a particular kind of review, email us down in front podcast at gmail.com. Um, as well as we have a Twitter that's at underscore GIFP at underscore down in front podcast. Um, we have a Reddit down in front com as well. Um, so feel free to kind of hang out. And if you like wine, you know, as much as I do, I'm sure you do. Find our my side project, the side Twitter. It's called Friends with Blends. It's beautiful. Or go to the website siptothat.com, and it's also pretty beautiful just to hang out and drink wine with us. So with that, my name's Warren. I'm going to be signing off for today. And thank you so much for joining us. And have a good night. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.